0: Welcome to episode 47 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. I'm your host, Taylor Ringle. My co-host, Griffin Warner, is here. And as you guys are listening to this, we're actually both on the road this week. Griff's traveling right now. I'm actually in South Carolina. I just was in New York. I'm here for a few days. And we are on, we're on vacation. But guess what? We're still doing our job. We are still bringing you base, baseball betting content. We're still doing it. And I don't know who else does that kind of stuff, but we do it here at pregame. So, with that being said, uh, being that we're on vacation, we're still doing content, we have a little recap of our best bets, Griff, and you are the winner for this week. Unfortunately, we couldn't get 2-0. Sandy Elcontri did not help me out against the Phillies, which I was a little surprised. I didn't say it was an underdog, but we're all talking about Sandy here, and he blew the game in the eighth inning, so that was a bummer. But you got the W for the Mariners beating the Yankees
1: yeah you know it was a, a pretty good series for the, the mariners i think showing that they can hang with the yankees i don't know necessarily what that says for the future uh absolutely brutal for sandy though i know they got you one time by pulling sandy too early this time they left him in there so at least yeah. it was his own doing to take the L this time um but yeah you know it's, it's tough I, I feel like we're coming to a point of the year where You got to have really good, good reasons to make the bets you're making because there's so many flawed teams right now. And almost to me, any team that's not in the race, you really, it's hard to handicap. I mean, every manager and every position player and every player on the roster, coach, et cetera, they're all playing for their jobs, technically. But I feel like there's a lot of things going on where you don't really know who's trying to win at this point. You got to have a really, really comfortable feeling. And it's disappointing. But uh, of course, the Marlins were able to hang on today in the day game against the Phillies. But Seems to be that that's the way it goes. It's uh, so a tough timing for you, but um, ultimately you were kind of keeping us afloat, so I'm, I'm glad to finally uh, start pulling my weight a little bit as we get into to Friday's card.
0: That's a very good point you mentioned there, Griff. We have to understand us as hosts and for the people at home that listen to us and our opinions, there's going to be times when you see a team that's clearly out of the playoff race that could be a favorite or could be a underdog that's appealing to you. But you need to understand that one team might be in it to win it, and one team's going to be playing their hardest, but they're not going to be as uh, determined to maybe put everything out there. Who knows? I know that sounds insane to say, but, Griff, you're right. And, you know, I think there's an outlier there because Sandy is Sandy, and he's had a Cy Young-type season in the National League. And you're right. This time he didn't come out early enough, and he just got the short end of the stick there. But – uh that's our recap for the best bets we're going to give you our series spotlight in a moment plus our friday's uh, best bets at end of show let me give you a little ad, and then we'll get into a uh our series spotlight we got a, we've got some great series for the weekend which uh i think is one of the best series we have so far uh look we got another contest here griff it's the pregame like super contest and it's free and easier than ever before As everyone knows, Super Contest is five NFL spread sides per week, but the easier part is you don't have to make all your picks at once. Plus, the advantage of best number using live lines is available. Winner gets choice of a $1,500 cash prize or entry into next year's Westgate Supergate. It's free to enter. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find the like Super Contest 22, it's free and easier. That's the most important thing from this thing. It's free and easier. Go do it. Go have some fun. All right, Griff. Now talk to me. What is your weekend series spotlight? What, what series you're looking to bet on this weekend and looking to uh, keep your eyeballs on the screen there? What, what, uh, what series yeah. are you looking at?
1: I, I think I'm most interested in a battle for the top uh, in NL Central. We have the Cardinals and the Brewers squaring off. Uh, Cardinals coming fresh off a tough series in Colorado, uh, currently trailing as we record on Thursday afternoon. Um, and they are, um, unfortunately they're fighting. It, it's a really close race right at the beginning. The Cardinals entered uh, today with a one game lead. It looks like that's gonna drop down to a half if the, uh, the Rockets can hold a lead. Though it was just 8-2, it's now 8-5. So who knows what's gonna happen there? Uh, But ultimately, St. Louis, uh, they get to to go back home and and host the Brewers, and that's going to be, I mean, its the best place for them. Um, Nice to not have to go on the road to a a tough place to play in Milwaukee, especially considering what's been going on in the Milwaukee bullpen. I feel like it's a a good time for St. Louis to to be facing their division rival and their – ultimately the the best path or easiest path to the playoffs. Uh, St. Louis, looks like their rotation for this weekend will be Jordan Montgomery, Adam Wainwright and Miles Michaelis. Uh, Michaelis, who got tattooed in Colorado uh, this week. But yes, he ultimately did. Ultimately, he should have a – he he did. He should have a decent bounce-back opportunity here. I'm not really in love with the Milwaukee lineup, I must say. But the Brewers get to counter with Lauer on Friday. They had a day off today while St. Louis is currently playing as we speak and then have to travel from Denver to St. Louis. Not the longest flight in the world. But still something, whereas Milwaukee's probably already there um, already getting a workout in or hanging out or, or doing something. And that's, that's a big advantage for Milwaukee. Uh, and they start Eric Lauer, then they go Corbin Burns on Saturday and Ashby on Sunday. A little bit worried about Ashby and his inconsistency. He can strike out a lot of guys. That's going to be uh, about all he can be trusted to do. Uh, that's two pretty good starters in the first two games of the series, the Brewers. Um, the bullpen, they've certainly added to it, despite the major subtraction of Josh Hader getting dealt to the Padres. But... Uh, It's going to be a great series, and there's a lot on the line
0: here. Yeah, I'm actually looking to see how Montgomery does in his second start as a Cardinal. His last start against his former team, the New York Yankees, with five innings, allowed two hits, and the Cardinals did not let another hit in that game. Montgomery is a big acquisition for the Cardinals, bolstering up that that rotation. Uh, I'm interested to see how he can fare against this Brewers lineup. This division's become kind of odd recently because you know, the Cardinals are winning a lot of games, Brewers are losing, and it's now become a tighter race than, I guess, either team anticipated. But as fans, we anticipated it being this really, really tight in August and going to September. So I really like that series, Griff. My series, uh, not a shocker to anybody here, is the Yankees against the Red Sox. It's at Fenway. Big-time series for the Yankees. The Red Sox clearly are out of it. The Yankees are on a skid and it is crap. It is shit. They are pitching decently well-ish. They can't hit. And the, the base running was also a factor in Wednesday night's game. Tuesday night's game, excuse me, going to the Wednesday morning. Uh yeah, so for game one, Domingo Herman is taking on Nathan Evaldi. Herman Hasn't really pitched that great this season. He's had his moments in certain starts where he has two or three innings of work in a row that looks nice. He either starts off the game uh, ice cold or he is good and then he kind of fizzles out at, at the end of his starts. But uh, Evaldi, we all know, that's a hard fastball, but he's had a, a hard season as of late. In game two, we have Frankie Montas making his second start as a Yankee, coming up against... Cutter Crawford uh, looks like he was. He sounds like a creative player, and will be the show. <laughs> Don't know much about <laughs> him. Uh, Frankie Montas, everyone knows big, big time arm, big time acquisition out of Oakland. I really want him to have a workhorse type start. Go! Look, I want to see seven innings out of this guy. Um, if you're betting on this game, I might be betting that way. See how many innings and. Maybe a strikeout total could be kind of high for Montas. Who knows? Uh, and then to wrap up this series on Sunday Night Baseball, who would have thought a Sunday Night Baseball game with the Yankees versus the Red Sox will go four hours and 50 minutes. You have Jamison Talion on the mound, 11-2 record, three nine five ERA. In his last start, he pitched really well against the Mariners, won seven strong innings. I uh, want to just make sure. And then, I don't know, I can't see. There's a TBD for the Red Sox. In that start, but um, I honestly, Waka. oh, it's Michael Waka 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 Waka. Got it. Um, I don't know, I, I don't like Waka. Waka's had a lot of good moments this year. I'm personally not a fan of him. I've personally lost a few bets betting with him, which is not fun. But for Jamison Tallion, he went seven innings out of three earned, struck out six in a W against the Mariners, and that was the only one they reported in that series. So I tweeted out something right when he was pitching, actually, Jamison Tyone in his first half compared to his second half numbers. And let me tell you, it is a night and day difference. And when you're looking into these games down the stretch, these are things you have to look at when it comes to betting on certain teams in certain games. I'm going to try looking up his – his stats that I I tweeted out it should be coming up. In a well, second, let me but. let me
1: let me jump in while you're let me jump in while you're looking at that because yeah. it's a big prove it series for the, the Yankees, especially this rotation because Domingo Herman is has not been trustworthy yet. Payone has had a very good um, start to the year, and then uh, that was a very good start against Seattle. I watched almost every pitch of it, uh, and that was a big big step. I mean, say what you want about the Seattle Mariners' offense and how it's very hit or miss. But um, I mean, that whole series Mariners didn't do much hitting, but that was a big step in the right direction for Tyone. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what to think about Montas because he's going to have to deal with the bright lights of of the Bronx, which is very, very different than his time in Oakland where there's probably uh, 10, 10 people, not even 10,000, 10 people in the stands every night. Um, but also you can see why those Red Sox aren't really in it uh, based on the rotation they're thrown out there. Divaldi, who's getting bombed um, and gives up 10 earned runs in a start, and at least did that. I think you have nine to the Astros or year in that same venue at Fenway, could happen again. Cutter Crawford is actually, uh, might be a creative player, but certainly has had pretty good numbers. And what an apropos name for a pitcher in Major League Baseball in the year of our Lord 2022. Then Walker, as you mentioned, tough to trust, but um, should be a lot of runs. And I'll take the over in time, uh, allotted for each of these games in this series because Fox probably has three and a half hours, uh, and I think it might even double that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: when it comes to Tayo, I looked at the stats here. This was during his last start, so the the numbers are, are a little different. But his first 11 starts, six and one, a 273 ERA in 62 innings, 19 runs allowed. His last 10 starts, which does not include his last start against the Mariners. 4-1, ERA, 51 innings, 31 earned runs. So you can obviously tell his last 10 starts did not pitch well, and that's why it's become a sign of, of we have to worry a little bit with Tylen's on the mound because he hasn't been himself in the, his last 10 starts, but lowered the ERA down a little bit. He pitched really well against the Mariners. Hopefully he can keep that stretch going against the Boston Red Sox, and that is – our weekend series spotlight to look forward to. We have a ton of games to go into, so why don't we go right into that, Griff? Our Friday card is here. What do
1: we got? We'll start with uh, Atlanta visiting Miami. There's no line on this line uh, on this game currently, unfortunately, because it looks like Max Freed was initially supposed to make this start. It looks like Jake Uterizzi is now taking the ball on Friday night, and I imagine that means... Freed will move to Saturday. I wonder if this is related to, I don't know if you saw it, but um, he tried to pick up a ball and throw it as fast as he could to home plate and fell on his throwing shoulder, his left shoulder, and his face slash side of his head, uh, which did not look great against the Mets this past weekend. And I wonder if they're giving him a little room slash, I wonder if he might even be one of those late additions to a, a concussion IL or something like that, because It looked pretty bad. I think he stayed in the game because he's a hockey player. I mean, a baseball player, but uh, didn't look great. And I do wonder if that's maybe going to going to plague him a little bit. We'll see what happens. because that's certainly something I'd be concerned about. The nice thing for the Braves in this series is that they get to throw against a Marlins offense, which has been uh, non-existent. They've certainly went through the promotion campaign, I think due to injury, but they brought up a lot of young players. And Pablo Lopez has had really, really tough times against the Braves in the past. I remember a A 29-run game uh, a few years ago, and that was really before the position players were in every game, it seemed like. And so I'm a little worried about him, uh, but no line on that one. uh, Unless you have some thoughts on Max Freed, I'll I'll jump to the next.
0: Yeah, watching that game, I I was working that night watching him and watching him get hurt. It was so awkward because he was really – he got up the mountain real quick, and he really tried to make that throw. Clearly couldn't get it done, and he. It, it looked like from the when it happened live, it looked like he fell on his face more, and then you see that it, and it was a mixture of both. It hit shoulder first, that face. Uh, tough. Hopefully, Freed's okay, and nothing serious happened because that would be a massive blow to the Braves' rotation. It's it's already strong as it is, but when you lose him, that could be that could be a huge blow because the Mets have. Uh, the best one-two punch in baseball right now. So with Strider and Freed back-to-back, that's pretty solid. So um, you can go on to the next one. There's really nothing else for me to add there. Right. I want to – the Yankee, Yankee yeah.
1: fans I want a Pablo Lopez. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, we'll see if uh, if Freed uh, comes back for, to start on Saturday. I think – I mean, I guess of all things considered, it's better to break your face than your shoulder when you're made Correct. a really baseball pitcher. Next we'll go San Diego at Washington – uh, Clevenger, Mike Clevenger at Abbott, um, Nats are hard to really think about right now, but Colonel, the Nats, or excuse me, Clevenger's a minus 221 road favorite over-unders nine and a half, the monstrous over-under total for, uh, this matchup, because neither of these teams can hit. I don't know where that number comes from. I guess it's not a lot of respect for Abbott, Um uh, but San Diego hasn't really been hitting and, uh, they do – I mean, Fernando Tatis is somewhere in the wings potentially coming into the, the fold. I don't think it will be for this series this weekend. Uh, but I think San Diego needs to start proving that they're actually um, as good as their record suggests because I just I don't think they are. Yeah, the right-hander for the
0: Nationals, Corey Abbott. Not going to have a – I don't think he'll have a good start against this Padre team. Being that, you know, yes, the offense has been a little inconsistent even with the addition of Juan Soto. Uh, I do have to say the other night when Manny hit the walk-off home run was pretty nice, and Soto his first home run. But you are right, and there needs to be uh, – the pressure's there. I don't know what else the Padres need. The Padres acquired the best trade acquisition in 20 years, and they also had Josh Bell and Josh Hader. So when you mix those two together with Soto, you need to start putting things together. Because the Dodgers aren't stopping. The Dodgers are on fire. And we all kind of know already that division's already locked up. The Dodgers are going to win the National League West. But, they're, you know, you, you need to look at it. It's like, all right, we're going to get a wild card spot. But it ain't going to be easy. A lot of teams are, are winning a lot of games. We're, we're about to talk about the Phillies. The Phillies are playing really good baseball. But there needs to be some pressure. And if you need to uh, – I don't know how you get any more motivated, but – if you can't beat the the nationals you there needs to be some uh some somebody who has to get their ass beat i'm trying, that's what I'm trying to say there needs to be a, a wake up call it. maybe this could be the series, if they don't you know succeed, but I think they will
1: i mean it's tough to say what to do if you're San Diego when you're in a division that's so strong like the Dodgers have been kind of reigning for there for a long time. um I do think that they, as you said, they certainly won the trade deadline they seem to do that almost every year. Uh but this is a big series for them, uh especially three time zones away. They're gonna have to do the best they can. I know time zones are tough for some people. uh next we'll move Philadelphia at the Mets, <laughs> Ranger Suarez at Max Scherzer. Um currently Max Scherzer is a minus one seventy-eight home favorite over under is seven. Um, as you mentioned, the Phillies have been playing really well, had a good streak going until so the loss today. I think Kyle Schwarber left early due to injury. Uh, not a great sign. Uh, he's pretty much the heart and soul of that team until Bryce Harper comes back, but um, it's going to be a tough series for them, even if he's in the lineup, and especially starting with Scherzer, because I think right after Scherzer comes, comes Jacob DeGrom uh, and then Chris Bassett to close out the series. So it's a big big place to uh, to kind of not lose as much ground as possible. I think the Phillies I've kind of decided that the wild cards are way into the playoffs at this point. Um, and Ranger Swartz has kind of turned it on after a slow start to the year, but I feel like it's going to be a tough, tough series for the Phillies who uh, Keith Hernandez doesn't seem to want to watch. Yeah. I
0: was watching and working on the, the Yankee game and also the, working the Met game as well. And I heard that live. I said, all oh, that's going to be trending in a second. And then Keith was, didn't understand why his name was trending on Twitter. And then he figured it out. But uh, Griff watching the Mets, as of late, you know, this was this could have been another uh, serious spotlight for either of us to pick. But we can call, I can talk about it real quick. The the Mets rotation is starting to look like the best in, the, in baseball right now. And some people might disagree with that. You know, the Dodgers have a nice one out in L.A. Uh, when the Yankees are on, sometimes they could have a really dominant rotation. But the Mets have been super consistent all year. But now it's becoming a, it's becoming real more than ever with Degrom coming back and Max Scherzer picking up where he left off from the IL, is his, his first IL stint. But Carlos Cookie Carrasco has been pitching lights out baseball. Chris Bassett is, I think, the the biggest workhorse on the team. He has, I think, three like four or five starts this year, throwing over a hundred pitches and going deep into games. He is the back-end workhorse of this rotation. And then Tyler Walker is the, like, the worst starter in this rotation right now, and he's really good when he's on. So I don't know who, whoever goes out there for the Mets. They're going to give the Phillies a tough time. So uh, I think Ringo Suarez is a, is a nice starter, but with, when you're facing off against Max Scherzer, it ain't going to be easy. And I understand the lineup. They've won eight of the last ten. The Phillies are doing great, but this needs to be a very important. This is an important series for the Phillies, and they need to win these kind of type of games. But when, yeah, Griff, as you know, like when you when you face Scherzer and then Degrom, it's just, it, that ain't easy, man. You, you can't you can't rack up W's even
1: though you have Aaron Nola on the mound tomorrow. Uh, it, it ain't easy. Yeah, it's especially hard when that 8-2 and two doesn't look very good, considering the Mets have done the exact same amount and have done it uh, with four out of five wins against the Braves last weekend. Next we'll go to Milwaukee at St. Louis, next series spotlight. We've got Eric Lauer at Jordan Montgomery. Currently, Montgomery is a minus 155 favorite at home. Over-under is eight. And i got to say, a lot of travel involved here. Uh, as you mentioned, Jordan Montgomery's first start against his old team, uh, he only struck out one batter against the Yankees, which is not a good sign. Um this I, I do I think I prefer the Cardinals defense or excuse me, Cardinals uh lineup offense, offense lineup uh to the Brewers. Um and I think going can have a little bit of trouble with it, but I think I lean to the Brewers uh and, and I, I like them a lot. I don't disagree with it.
0: Montgomery when I watched when I watched Montgomery pitch this year and over the last few years watch the Yankees almost every night. Montgomery, he doesn't have a lot of like a lot of history of having like two solid back-to-back starts in a row. It's just that's just not part of his game. Has he done it before? Sure. But it's not a consistent thing that he's done over his career. And Montgomery is not going to strike out a lot of guys. He's more pitch to contact and the, he's lucky that the Cardinals have a very good defense behind him. So that's that's good. But
1: um I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree
0: with you on your pick there.
1: Yeah, I don't really – I mean, don't love the Brewers' pen right now. It's kind of looking like a a mixture of before they get to Devin Williams. I'm a little worried that he's dealing with an injury right now, Uh, seeing that Matt Bush closed a couple nights ago, and then they did have a walk-off win yesterday. So I guess that was tough to really explain. But uh, I do like the setup that they're already in St. Louis, most likely, and St. Louis are currently still playing a game against the Rockies. Mexico, Arizona, and those Rockies, Zach Davies, at Antonio Cezatella. Cezatella currently a minus 120 favorite at home. It's rare to see the Rockies favorite anywhere nowadays, but uh, minus 120 on Cezatella at home. Over-under is 12 with a lot of juicy over. Uh, they're expecting a lot of runs in Denver, um, and I, I'm kind of in
0: agreement with that. Yeah, when Cezatella's on the mound, it's just a home run derby, BP, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, You know, batting practice usually start at 5 o'clock and it ends there. I think it might continue throughout the rest of the game. Zach Gallin uh, has had a pretty good season. I think his year is somewhere around 3-ish. Uh, oh, it went over a little. Wait, what am I looking at here? Oh, I'm looking at Zach Davies, not Zach Gallin. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, very different, so
1: the, very different. Very, very, very <laughs> different.
0: One, one throws 94, one throws 82. Uh, I don't know. N- now thinking about it, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong uh, wrong game there. But, uh, yeah, th- there could be a- an issue where both players, both guys left six earned runs in the first two innings. Uh, they they like it you on know, the long ball. Uh, not a lot of velocity from Zach Davies, which, you know, at, at some point could could be a better factor uh, for the, you know, the Diamondbacks. But I-, I can't really put a lot of faith in this matchup to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think you're not giving Antonio Censatella enough respect, I must say. But um, the, the oddsmakers and the betting market usually doesn't either. So um, I can't say too much about that beyond what has already been said. Probably a lot of run scoring. I think I'm interested in backing uh, the Rockies if they somehow move to an underdog. But based on the price right now, it doesn't seem to be likely. Next on the list, will go uh, to San Francisco for Pittsburgh and Bryce Wilson visiting Carlos Rodon and the Giants. And, of course, my app is losing control as we speak. But uh, Rodon's a big favorite, minus 257 right now, over under seven. And i got to say, I'm pretty surprised to see the Giants favored at that type of number because they have been pretty awful.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, the big thing is the offense. The offense uh, hasn't really shown out. They're not a good team at home. They're only two games over 500 when they play at home. Uh, I understand the Pirates. I understand, and I, I get. You know, Rondon is is their far, by far their best pitcher on their team. Some might say best player on the team. Um, I don't know. It's it's disappointing to see how bad the Giants have been. Being you now 23 and a half games out of first place, and uh, even what's this, what's the race now? They're seven and a half out of the wild card, so. Um, you know, a lot of people think they're not out completely. I do. I canceled their season two weeks ago. You can mark that down. Um, uh, not, nothing really to really brag about, but I'm bragging. I don't know why, but uh, of course I would be taking probably. Yeah, definitely be taking Carlos Rodon. I think he's a car up the pirates team. here.
1: He should pirates have not exactly been hitting as of late. Um, uh, and Rodon should have been moved at the deadline, but, uh, the giants I mean, there's been some weird, weird, weird trade deadline behaviors. Uh, the Cubs and Giants I think sit out the most. Mexico, Cleveland at Toronto, as we switched the AL, Cal Quantrill at Jose Barrios. Barrios who had a start uh, on Wednesday, uh, postponed due to rain, which then excuse me on Tuesday no, on Wednesday postponed due to rain. So you got Wednesday off, Thursday, he's gonna be on extended rest and he's currently a minus one seventy one favorite over under his nine. Uh, has had a pretty good run as of late. I don't really believe that he's a good pitcher, and I think he's going to struggle with the power of bats that love fastballs in that Jays lineup. Uh, Barrios does give me some pause, though, at minus 171. What do you think?
0: I like Cal Quantrill. I do. I like him at plus 157. Last outing, very impressive outing against the Houston Astros. A lot of three hits, four strikeouts, no earned runs over six innings that's very telling coming off a, a big start like that gives me a little confidence this year he has a 388 ERA 8-5 record um, the guardians are also hot the guardians have won 7 of their last 10 a five game winning streak and they have taken first place in the american league central that's big man and they want to keep that thing rolling against jose barrios who I want to say I think I picked him for his last start that he was supposed to pitch on Wednesday. But, you know, Barrios has struggled this season. I did have a lot of confidence in him in that start he was supposed to pitch in. But now seeing who's he's pitching up against, I like Cal, and I like how the Guardians have been playing lately. So um, I might be talking about this a little later, Griff. Ooh, okay.
1: I like the tease. Uh, next we'll move to, uh, and it looks like, Unfortunately, no line on this one. But the Orioles, big big series. The Orioles visiting uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, uh, I, I don't know that anybody had this coming into the year. I gotta say, but it's actually a a, uh, a matchup in a series that has a lot of playoff implications on the line. Currently, the Orioles are tied with the Rays right now. They do have a game tonight, oddly placed, uh, maybe a makeup game uh, in Boston, but um, could potentially even go to Tampa with a half game lead. Um, which would be Banana Land, but I guess we're here. 2022 is a weird year. Put it that way. Uh, it looks like Austin both starting at Corey Kluber, and I don't trust Austin both at all. So um we're we'll probably be looking to the, the Rays, but probably a, a pretty sizable favorite at home for that one. Next, go Detroit and Chicago. Um, the White Sox edition of Chicago get Norris at Michael Kopech. Currently, Kopech at home. He's a pretty big favorite minus 213 as we speak over under eight and a half big big number for the white Sox, who are now officially 500 um and they are 112 games into the season don't know why it takes anybody in that organization uh it's taken them 112 games to realize that tony is not the guy but he's still there they are three and a half games behind the guardians one and a half behind the white the, the twins excuse me um Awful, awful year, really disappointing. Uh, but they do face a lefty here, and that's who they mash. So I would expect that the White Sox, not even the White Sox, to through this match. I think it's,
0: it's – not even I think. It's an obvious statement here that this podcast is an anti-Tony LaRusa podcast. We've said it hundreds of times. We're also maybe to one side anti-Lance Lynn. We might be just anti-White Sox because we're so disappointed about how they played this year, but they are finally at 500. they They've been battling around 500 all year long, basically. So uh, when it comes to this matchup, Daniel Norris, who was something of, I guess, a is this the same Daniel Norris that I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. The guy who lived in in a van?
1: Right. In a van, yes. He lived in a van down by the river, I believe is how the story goes.
0: I remember Dale Norris was more of a top prospect for the – was it the Tigers or was it the Blue Jays? I think he bounced back back and forth. Uh, yeah, it was, he was
1: traded. Yeah, he was traded, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so as I remember, Dale Norris was some sort of a big-time prospect. Uh, really has not pan out. He just likes living in his van and throwing uh, 80, 90-poo. Uh, but uh, Michael Kopek, who's pitched pretty well, I say this year, I give him that credit. The record doesn't show, but the ERA and the strikeouts do. Uh, of course, I'm going to be taking the White Sox here. And if the Tigers do win, then good for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't be a shocking result. I think trusting the White Sox for anything other than disappointing us is probably not not a, a really worthwhile thing, but big big number. Uh, and lefties are the only thing the White Sox can hit at this point. Next we go the year series spotlight: Yankees at the Red Sox. Uh, Domingo Herman at Nathan Yuvaldi. Currently, Herman in minus minus one sixteen favorite on the road. A little smaller than I think I was expecting. Yeah,
0: because there's not a lot of faith in Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman, it's it's tough. And I, I look Griffin. I even mentioned it in the beginning. That I don't have faith in Herman, and I mentioned Herman has these starts where look against the Cardinals, five earned runs. I'm sorry, five innings, one earned run. That's a good start, and that's kind of embarrassing in a way because going five innings, I think is kind of. I don't like how pitchers just can't go six, because he had a he had an inning where he was getting in getting into rough shape and his defense backed him out, or he got a big time strikeout, whatever it was, but he hasn't. He's, you You look at some of these numbers and you're like, oh, Taylor, he's lived two run runs against the Mets and two run runs against the Mariners, but he's not going the distance. Three innings against the Astros, four two thirds against the Mets, five innings back-to-back games against the Mariners and the Cardinals. That Those are really hard teams to face, don't get me wrong, but uh, you're not going to see a lot, a lot of innings out of him. I'd be shocked if he gets six innings. Shocked. I know he's coming off the I.L., but now it's four straight starts, so like maybe Let's grow a pair and start throwing some balls, start start throwing some strikes here and get through six. But if the one thing to take a look at, sorry, I'm I'm rambling here, Griff. But the one thing that I would be wary about when I'm betting on the Yankees in this game and maybe in the series is how often the bullpen gets used and how quickly they get used. The bullpen has been pretty solid for them this year. As of late, the last month or so, it's been a little dicey. But if Herman can somehow go six and really help out this pen, then there might be a better chance. But Domingo Herman is very inconsistent. I don't like him at all. At all.
1: Yeah, uh, five is the new six uh, in the starting pitching game. But know. Uh, I, I'm not really trusting either of these guys to get length or uh, efficiency or really much besides uh, base runners and – Likely a long time in between positions, in between pitches. Next we'll go uh, to, C- I guess, to Texas, um, my hometown. We have George Kirby starting for the Mariners, who looks like he's going to retain or maintain or keep a rotation spot, uh, as it sounds like Chris Flexen is going to be flexing the bullpen moving forward for Seattle. Uh, Texas has no starter right now. I'm thinking it's going to be Dane Dunning, but not sure just yet. So move on to the next, and the a- Oakland Athletics visiting the Houston Astros. Uh, a little revenge in the minds of the Astros after getting swept their last trip to Oakland. But we got Oler at Luis Garcia, and Luis Garcia is a minus three dollar favorite, minus three fifteen. <laughs> over/unders eight and a half, big big number. I would expect the Astros to roll for this series.
0: Yeah, you can't get embarrassed twice, right? You get embarrassed by the A's one time. Shame on you. You can't be doing that again. So. Uh, I think Garcia is going to have a a nice out of here and maybe we'll we'll see some big time home runs. You know, they got, they got kind of embarrassed in the Rangers series, but um, you know, hopefully they can bounce back and catch a a nice series sweep against the Oakland can not
1: get embarrassed twice. Can't, I guess, don't watch me in the Hansons this weekend. Next we'll go Minnesota at the angels (laughs) and Tyler Malley at Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Malley is actually a favorite on the road, minus 115 over his eight, probably because the Angels are inept, incapable, and Patrick Kinnable just hasn't been what anyone expected this season.
0: Twins coming off a tough series against the Dodgers. They've played some really good teams lately, which is a little sucky if you're a Twins fan. Twins got swept by the Dodgers. If I'm correct, they're on a three-game losing streak. It kind of almost makes too much sense. Uh Yeah, w- watching watching the Twins against the Dodgers this past week was tough. And it doesn't – I mean, like, the Angels are a team that they're definitely beatable. But can the bullpen could, just can keep it together and hopefully bring this team into maybe in the winning direction? But, um, yeah, they got their ass kicked. Holy moly. Yeah, so rough series for the Twinkies. Hopefully they
1: can get a W here. It's sad because they're, they're playing better than the, those numbers look like, I think, from what you're what you're staring at. But uh, Sonny Gray couldn't get out of the fifth last night. Uh, and then the, the Twins bullpen is better than it was previously, but I think there's still a bit of ways to go until we can really trust them. And speaking of the Dodgers, they go to Kansas City for the last matchup on the Friday card. Tony Gonsolin, who we've talked about at length, but uh, finally got a good start out of the way. Um, and he's visiting Daniel Lynch, who's big prospect. Um, might have ran into his wife in Nashville. Uh, she's like a, a I guess they they live next to my my old one of my best friends. But anyway, uh, no one needs that soliloquy. Um, currently, Goslin a minus two thirty favorite over under his nine. Uh, what do you think about Goslin? I mean, he's he's getting one of the weakest orders out there.
0: He is, and he needs a like a dominating start because lately. Even in, like, a a best bet that I did not too long ago, I had faith in, let's see, who did I pick here? I'm looking back here. Um, Yeah, it was August 5th. I had Manai, I think it was Manai versus Gonsolin. Gonsolin led up 12 runs in his last three starts, and uh, Manai got absolutely pummeled into the ground. Well, Gonsolin had a, had, a, had a decent start, but Gonsolin needs needs like one of those dominating starts to get some confidence back in him, And that could be in this game against the Royals.
1: Yeah. I mean, of anyone to do it against, it's probably against the Royals. So I got to say um, they've been hitting a little bit better. I think that people would, would give them credit for um, Salvi Perez coming back was huge but Melendez, who's now leading off and playing outfield despite being a big catching prospect. Uh, interesting to see what they do with, with trying to, or I guess they have two catchers, or maybe he plays catcher and when Salvi DHs. I'm not sure what it's going to look like in the future, uh, but certainly the future is brighter than the present for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, before we get the best bets, I'll, I'll give you a $10 off for all listeners of the MLB podcast. Use the code RUN10. RUN10. Hopefully, I won't be running through the airport today, but RUN10, $10 off for listeners. Uh, you get $10 off anything on the site, and make sure you go sign up for the Like Super Contest. Uh, and go win yourself $1,500 cash, because uh, certainly in this type of economy, you can spend that anywhere. Uh, and now for our best bets, drum roll. Uh, I'm going to go with Antonio Fizzitella and the Colorado Rockies, minus 120 favorite. I think that uh, this not a lot of respect for my co-host or the marketplace. I think he's a quality pitcher, especially at Coors. I think he knows how to pitch there. He knows how to move his fastball just enough. He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but Zach Davies isn't either. he probably play some under props on the strikeout props there as well, especially because a lot of runs might be scored, and those guys might not go too deep in the game. But I think the Rockies are in a much better position than the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I will take the Rockies minus 120 for my best bet.
0: All right, Antonio Sensatella, look at that. All right, with my pick here, my best bet, I'll be taking the Cleveland Guardians and Cal Quantrill at Plus, 157. Lock that in. Cal Quantrell has pitched pretty well over his last few starts. But the big key here for, for me is, of course, they're on the, a five-game winning streak. They are now in first place in the American League Central. Give the ball to the big boys that bullpen. I want to see Karachek. I want to see Class A out there. Class A pitched on the 10th. That was his last outing. Went one inning, struck out two, throwing 155 miles an hour on the mound course, 26 save. I love the bullpen. Karachek has so much confidence on the mound. It makes me super excited and actually really makes me want to watch Guardians baseball because I want to see this guy on the mound. But the offense is starting to click. Pitch rotation is starting to click here. I think Kyle Quantrill will have a decent start here. Uh, last, last start against the Astros pitched very well. Keep the ball rolling, boys. Keep the ball rolling. Let's get me another W. Guardians all the way here at plus 157.
1: Lock it in. I hate to uh, be a, a bringer of bad news, especially for all the love you just gave James Karinczak. But he is not vaccinated, so he is the only member of the Cleveland Guardians that will not be in Toronto for this series. Oh, I did uh, Look it up. Very sad, but I still like the idea to fade Jose Marias. I still like the Guardians. They're also, I think, eight and two in uh, extra innings games, which is honestly like ludicrous, incredible, uh, but I think speaks to having a good bullpen that isn't just required or reliant upon James Cary Jack. Um, So I I like the Guardians as well. Um, They're just going to have to find someone else to get a couple more outs in that bullpen. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner um, or slide in DM, send me some apps, do whatever you want. Have a great weekend. Look forward to seeing as much of you. In my DMs as possible. Taylor, your turn. Well, I didn't
0: know that. It's so hard to tell nowadays who's vaccinated, who isn't, but uh, I've been away from the phone for about a day or two. So there's that. All right. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringgold. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok. taco follow my website, taylorringgold.com. See all my video content and much more. Another great episode in the books. We have a lot of. Awesome games to watch this weekend. A couple rivalry series. Some weekend series spotlight we broke down. Get ready for that. And two awesome best bets. Let's shoot for 2-0. Oh, kids, have a great weekend. We will catch you guys on Monday. We'll see you then.